Okay, let's go. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasimi Merosi Vuspas Mordechai. Hi, Mark. You're on the screen, Sadik. It's the new. I like that. A little bit of Zoom, a little bit of. It's great. We have Avremi in the booth over there. He's a, he's a, a genius in computers. Yishkoyach. Thanks for taking over. Mark Weinrib says. A Hartzik Mazeltov to Peretz Rappaport from Muncie, New York, a devoted MD wire since Psachim, and to the entire Rappaport family and the bris Kodesh of the sun, Ayleba Koyen. At his bris, they're posing him with that Luach. First of all, I'd like to thank you. It says the subject is guidance on making Aliyah. First of all, I'd like to thank you for everything you do for... Mm. The attendee says not to say his name. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say his name, did I? You said his first name. No. Yeah, okay. First of all, I'd like to thank you for everything you do for Klai Yisrael. My name is Soicham. You really did change my life for the better, man. Hashem always watch over you. Keep you and your family safe. We will chazik you always to, so you can continue bringing more Yidin to Hashem's Torah. Shout out to Nachi Gordon. And the Meaningful People podcast. That's where I got hooked. In the interview he said, it's not possible a person doesn't have 45 minutes in his day to learn Torah. It really got to me. Most Rabbanim try to coax you nicely to learning. Basically, They basically demand it. You were sincere, you asked that we give it a shot, and I did. I'm still running strong from Yavamis 76. By the way, it was nice meeting you in person at Bellworks and MDY headquarters this summer. I also got to meet some of the MDY family members. Everyone's extremely nice and welcoming. They really are the secret to MDY's success. Like when Mati goes out of town, he goes and he shows people. It's, it's, it's the MDY success. I have a lot more to say, but I know you're a busy person. I just wanted to show my appreciation to you and the MDY team. So now, it, this is a very touchy subject. I don't like to talk a lot, a, a lot about it because people take it the wrong way usually. That I'm saying things against Aliyah. Now, all I say is, the two following things. First of all, when you consider Aliyah, you have to consider Parnassah. Because a lot of people just come here and they go, ah, it'll work out, I'll find a job, I had a great job in America. And that's why many Aliyahs fail. The other thing that you need to consider, and everybody knows this, are the children. The age of the children. Switch the order. So over here we have an email. It's a sad email, I think. Uh, just heard you Matzi Shabbos Rosh Hashanah Shir, Rosh Hashanah Shir, and heard you inquire about my whereabouts. First of all, my name is Natan Kashnud. That's the guy I was looking for. I'd like to thank you for caring enough to ask about me. It's been an extremely hard year. My kids were forced to change schools four times this past year. All my, kid, all my six kids basically learned nothing this past year. We met with many schools in RBS. And they would not accept our children due to the distance from Givat Ze'ev, as well as older 7th and 8th grade boys were too behind for them to be accepted. All our kids were stuck at home since Pesach. After trying every schooling route possible, we decided moving back to Los Angeles. I actually left right before Rosh Hashanah. The kids, sir, I should have listened to you. I just want to let you, as well as everyone at MDY, know something personal. But if it gives someone chizuk, it's worth it. Okay, I'm going to try to read this with a straight face, without crying. With my kids being kicked out of multiple schools, even now in LA, we're having problems with behavior and three kids are not in school yet. I was forced to rent out my house in Israel after months of working 
with Israeli contractors to fix all the issues, sold my car to loss. Now I'm living at my in-laws with no AC and basically homeless with six kids and a seven on the way. I fall into deep depression, not davening or learning, being 30 pounds, Xanax no longer helps, fell into the internet's evil web, going to sleep late and waking up in the afternoon. The only thing that keeps me going day in and day out is learning the daf with the rebelli. I mentioned this to Yosef Billy back in June, but it's true, if it wasn't for this shir, by the way, I heard, he didn't tell me this, I heard that he was an extremely popular DJ back in the day. And he became Balchuva. And uh, okay, so, but it's true, if it wasn't for this shir, I don't even want to say what thoughts I've been having. Well, it's a new year now with new Xeris. Baruch Hashem, I'm still alive and healthy. And Bezra Hashem, things will work out. Hope to see you again soon. Okay, it really means a lot to me that you had me in mind. the in Los Angeles. Please reach out to him. He's a great guy. It's unbelievable what he went through. All right, we're with you. Ephraim Hod. Dr. Factor has a job for you. So I have his email address if anybody wants to reach out to him. Maybe Shlomo Lazarian and uh, they'll go and give him a big hug. All right. Huh? He helped out a lot in the sukkah. No, he's a great guy. He came with his sons, the Mati Shabbosim. He used to come here, two kids. I was on a plane from JFK to the West Coast and planned to do the da. Mama choked me up. We reached the runway and the pilot said that we have a technical difficulty and made a U-turn to the terminal. We sat about a half an hour and finally decided to start the daf. I don't have a daf. The issue gets resolved and we'll get moving. Now, more than 15 seconds after I started this year, the pilot announced on the Instagram that the issue is fixed and we're taking off Gishmak to do the daf and Anyway, B'Kitzer, this is a, a zgul for everything. It's, I tried it many times. Let's say you're worried if the chazin is not going to, you know, it's going to take a while for Shmonesri to start or something. All you need to do is open up a safer. As soon as you open up a Gemara, Boom, a nice happens, he starts, whatever it is. You're in a line in the bank and you open up a Gemara. It's the Sahara guarantees you, he's not going to let you learn and things are going to happen. So true, so true. Rabbi Sai, we have a big list here. We're going to do some names because it's kind of late. Kasriel Kantorovitz, Kantorovitz, we mentioned him, 101 shekel. Shimon Grouse, $10. Mayor Kovacs, 10. Sruli Markowitz, now we're back to America, 10. David Kleiman, 36. Daniel Green, 36. Natan Kashnud. Natan Kashnud, $36. Tobias Letterman, 101. Joseph Schombron, 10. Martin Hershkovitz, 10. Jeff Rosner, Sunshine Avrafu Shlame, $200 a month. Baruch Epstein, 36. Shmuel Shoup, 10. Alex Mermelstein, from the entire list, this is one of the biggest shockers ever. He's a relative of mine. I had no idea that he does the sheer. I'm very excited to see him here. $36. Yehuda, Ari, Bemergi, 36. We know who he is. Yaakov Katz, 10. Parachia, Sorcerer, 10. Jay Nathanson, 10. Hi, Jay. Woodmere, Chaim Cement, 101. Murad Nakash, 200. Jack Grazi, he's the one that started this whole thing. You should have a tremendous Siadish I think I called him Garzi the other day. Okay. Jack Grazi, $200 a month. Gavriel Zaitlin, 10. So we got to learn from the Svardim. Two in a row. Naradnakash, 200. Jack Grazi, 200. 
or from the Hasidim, 121 Ashkenazim, the Litvaks, $10, $5. But you know what? $10 is Givaldic. By the way, I made a mistake on the number. I made a mistake. It was 200, and we're about 230 now. Last night I said 245, 230, and we're very close to $11,000. Givaldic. Yisrael Halperin, 10. Donnie Fine. Where is he? 52. Michael Bernstein, 36. Michael, another Michael Bernstein. Maybe somebody else. Maybe somebody the same. 36. H. Bernstein, 10. Shapsi Cohen. Guy sits right over here. Everyone's a Shabbos. 10. Come over here. Get over here. Tzadik. My boy side, big mazel tov. The man just finished us. Yishkoyach. Shaz. A little. I, what? When did you start share brachas? No, not I, even. I, I did it. Uh, right no, for me with. For with, you, uh, when you started. Mazel tov. Should be to finish many, many times. Okay, let's just do five more. Jakob Garfinkel, ten. Moti Weinberg, fifty-two. Ben Rose, thirty-six. Ben Rose just sent the email that what that he learned four hundred daf with us or something five hundred daf. Mazel tov. Dov Klein, ten. Charles Said, thirty-six. Okay, fine. Atkan. And Edward Clark, 36. You hear that, Yosef? Yeah, you'll figure it out yourself. Okay, Raboisai, we're holding Daf Peiches today. Oh, yes. The Koilel. For the success of our family, that we merit to always crown Hashem. And for my children. The second is self sponsor, Jeff Razen, my son, Yosef Simcha Chaim, Ben Sarchan, or Shlema. Rest of the Masechta, official mitzvah motivators for Rufur Shleimah, for Avi, Avram Menashe, Ben Chana No, I didn't bring the video today. This, the Paras HaChoydesh, Nishma Zechari Ben Moshe, Paras HaChoydesh, by the Lack and Loving Families, like in New Jersey, because Torah is the best school of Paras HaChoydesh. Rufur Shleimah, Yechezka Ben Leia, Paras HaChoydesh, as a schos, that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy, Admei Ve'eshem, Paras HaYoyim, Joel Mizrahi, Lili Nishmat, Jamil Ben Hasna, my grandfather's 44th, Askara on Zayin Tishrei. Rabbi Isai, so yesterday, last night, we were learning that in order to make a Shavua Deirais, as you see on the screen, there are two conditions, says Rava. First of all, it has to be a type of a Shavua that you swear, and because of the Shavua, you don't pay. You don't take money. You just, you become potter from paying. And the second thing is, a Shavua Deirais, it cannot be on real estate. Anything that has to do with real estate, you can't, you can't make a shvu. So therefore, a ksuba, which is connected to real estate, because there's a shibu in real estate, if you're making a shvu on a ksuba, it's not, it can't be a dairais. Omer Papa, the last three words on Pezayin of the day, top of Pechesa Medalev. If the husband is a smart man, he's wise, he has a trick. We could advise him of a trick to flip a shvu of the Rabbanon into a Shavu Raisa. Now what's the difference between a Shavu Rabban and Shavu Raisa? So over here, last night we saw that if it's a Shavu Raisa, you cannot flip it to the other guy. You can't say, well, I can't do it, so you do it. Shavu Rabban, you could give it to somebody else. That's what Rashi says on Pizayin Omid Allah, Bayes, right on the top over there. But over here, Rashi says something completely different. Shavu Raisa is you hold the Sefer Torah and you swear in Hashem's name. Where Shavu Rabban, you don't. Toysis asks, today we also do it on Shvudu Rabbanon, I don't understand. Okay, that's why Toysis likes Rashi's shot from yesterday. I can make it a really 
Very chomer dike shvua, says Rashi. It's a terrible thing to swear falsely, holding on to a sefer Torah and saying Hashem's name. What do you do? So Gemara, we're going through the, the motions here. In the beginning we thought, So, what you do is, you give her a second ksuba. You gave her a ksuba a month ago. She claims she never got a ksuba, so what you do is, you bring in a single witness, and you give her a ksuba again. You have a witness that saw that you paid up the first ksuba. Plus you have this witness today. So you have Reuben and Shimon, two witnesses. Now it turns out that what you paid her a month ago was actually a loan. Oh, so if it's a loan, now let's go back to what Rava said yesterday. So now it's a loan. So now what is she swearing? She's swearing and... That, that she doesn't have to pay, because we're talking about a loan now. We're not talking about she's demanding exuba. So we're telling her, listen, you swear that you don't owe your husband money. Okay? So she has to swear that she doesn't owe money. That's a different type of shvua. That's already shvua deraisa. She's not swearing to, take, to get exuba. She's swearing that she doesn't owe her husband money. That's condition number one. Now, what was the other problem? That she cannot swear when it has to do with real estate. And exuba is real estate. We're not talking about real estate now. We're not talking about a ksuba. We're talking about a loan. A loan is not, a, is not real estate. So she could swear on that. That's a dairaisa. Oh, once a dairaisa says Rashi, she could hold the Sefer Torah and say Hashem's name. She's going to be so scared to do that that she's going to pay back. Everything's going to be great. What you're saying doesn't make so much sense because you're trying to use an aid from last month and one aid from today. They don't go together. Well, it stands for whatever reason that they can't combine together. You can't use the two Adim. They saw different things. No, the second time around, today, when you give her the second Ksuba, you do it in front of two Adim. It's better to do it with the, if you can find the guy that witnessed the first one, Better to use him. If not, use two other Adim. But today you have two Adim. And they are Mitztaref. And therefore, you have two Adim. Let's see the second Ksuba being paid up. So then the first Ksuba becomes a loan. And on that you have one aid. And now you're going to force her to make a Shavuot Ereisa. Because it's not on a Ksuba. It's about a loan. And it's not to receive money is to absolve herself from paying back a loan. So those are the two conditions that you need in a Shavuot Deraisa. It becomes a Shavuot Deraisa. What did you gain? She, if she's smart, she'll say, what do you mean? My husband gave me two Ksubas. We got one when we were married. A year later, he said, you know what? I see you're worried that I'm going to divorce you. Here's another Ksuba. Don't worry about it. So he paid me one last month. You're right. There's witnesses on that. And he paid me a second one today. What's the problem? Because she can't say that the husband says in front of the Adem, let me tell you something. I'm about, he takes them into a room and he gives them a maidah. He warns them, he explains to them what he's about to do. He says, I'm going to give her now a fake suba because I want to trip her up. I want to give her a shvua de rice on the first suba. Don't think that this is a second suba. This is nothing. 
I'm using you to, to get her to make a shvua de raisa. Once he explains it, she can't come and say, oh, there's two ksubas. Because he already explained it to the Adam, that it's not a real ksuba. We learned in the Mishnah, if she is suing for something that the husband sold, she's saying, this ksuba is, I, don't, I need money for my ksuba, and there's no money in the, in the, in the estate, everything was sold before. Or if she goes after the Yisoyimim, so she has to swear. That's awesome. If they come and they try to collect a loan that their father had, they need to swear. What are they going to swear? They weren't there by the loan. So anytime anytime it comes to the Yisoyimim, they swear that they don't know anything about anything. They, they didn't find any documentation to show that the loan was, was repaid. They don't know, they never heard from the father that it was repaid. They swear, that they have no idea. All they know is, here, we found in our father's drawer, we found a document that says that you owe our father money. That's all we know. We never heard from him that you paid back. We didn't find any document to show that you paid it back. So the man, who are they swearing to? They go directly to the loiva. Okay. So, So, if the malva, you have a malva and a loiva. The malva lent money to the, to the guy in Kailo. The guy dies. So now, since the Malva is taking out of the Yarshim, he's going to collect money from the Kail guy's son. So he has to swear. That's how it works. He has to make a shvur. Now we're talking about that he's also dead. There's two dead guys. The Malva and the Loiva are dead. So now we're talking about the next generation. So the next generation has to make a shvur one to the other. Sorry, I skipped to the next thing. So the Gemara asks, in this case right over here, he has to make a shvua. The, 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 sorry, the guy, the loiva, the malva doesn't have to make a shvua. So just because he's dead, he has, they have to make a shvua. The kids of the malva have to make a shvua. This case, what happened? Okay, so you know, time out. Hold on, I'm gonna do this. I have to go in here. And then the shvua goes this way. This guy goes here? We can't see. Oh, you can't see. Okay, anyways, you get the idea. First time ever. Change the arrow. Change the arrow. Change the arrow. Only once you reach a certain skill level that you can 
Alright. It's a little messed up, but okay. Shkoyach. It was on purpose, everybody say. Just testing you guys out, and I wanted to show you my skills. Now, let's see if it. Um, no, there's no. No, no, no. Okay, fine. Nothing moves. No, he doesn't die here. Great. What? So if the Malva dies, the little guy doesn't have to make a shvua, doesn't have to. Oh, so hold on. So you have to do something else. Hold on. If you're already here, you might as well do this. We gotta do this. Hold on. Okay, you know what? We don't have to do that. I was gonna put an X on it. Says that if the Malva's son goes after the Leva's son, then you need they need to swear. What? Because we said that it doesn't make sense that the Yasim of the Malva has to go as to swear because his own father didn't have to swear. So if the 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 the, the yasim of the mouth is going after another yasim, then you have to be then you have to use the shvur. Omer of Zereka, Omer of Yehuda. Leshonah shomer yisoyim. Omer lo nuaba levisi parati. If the yisoyim say, our father told us, Omer lo nuaba levisi parati. Avol omru. If the life as yisoyim say, our father told us, yes, there was alva, I borrowed money, but you should know, I paid it back. So the Gemara in the Havimina says, if the Leivis kids say, there's never a loan, it's not going to help that the Malva's kid makes a Shvua. He can't do anything about it. They, they're denying the whole loan. There is a, don't forget, there's a document here. There's a Shtar. And if there's a Shtar, we have a Klal, that if the loiva says, I didn't borrow, he's, he's admitting that he didn't pay. And if there's a document here, there's a shtar that says that the loiva borrowed money. And, if, and the children of the loiva say, our father never borrowed. That means they're admitting that he never paid back. And that's against the document that says that there was a halva. So now the chayev. So the Gemara says, you're right. If the Yisraelim say our father said that he borrowed money and he paid back, then there is a shvua. Then you don't even need a shvua. It's so obvious. Why should the Malvis kids make a shvua when they have a Star that says that the loiva borrowed money and they're admitting that they never paid back. So he's admitting you never paid back. So pay without a shvua. Another halacha. If the woman is trying to collect money not in front of the husband, so she needs to make a shvua. Omer Ravacha Sarhabiro. Interesting name. Ravacha, the, the Sarabiro. Maisa Bolafne Rabitzok, Bantoichio. There's a story that happened in Antoichio. Bomar. Leshono Alexubas Isha, Mishumchino. 
We want that women should be able to get paid up under Ksuba. So we make it easy for them to get the Ksuba. So even if the husband is not there, she could collect the Ksuba. Because if not, women won't want to get married. And we want them to get married. We want husbands to have wives. So we're going to make it easier for the woman to get her Ksuba. But if somebody owes money and the guy skips town, you can't just go into his house and collect the money. The Rav Omer of Nachman, and Rav says the name of Rav Nachman is Rebbe Afidu Balchoyv. Even a Balchoyv, if he's out of town, you can go there and take his money. Because what's going to happen is somebody's going to borrow a lot of money and he'll run away to another country. You're going to close doors to those who want to borrow money because it's easy to borrow money and you run away to another country. Now he can't get you. But if I make a law that says, even if you run away to another country and I can't, I can't reach you, Bezos is going to go into your property and take money and pay him back. Like the guy that said, he went to borrow money. The guy says, I don't know you. I can't lend you money. She says, hey, that's not fair. You're telling me you don't know me and you can't lend me money. I just went to my friends and they said, they know me and they can't lend me money. That's not, it's not fair. The Shukhanar Paskin is over here that if you could get to the Laiva within 30 days, today it's like you get all over the world in two days, but if you get to the Laiva within 30 days, then you must do so. Try to get to him. And you could charge him for your travel. All your travel fees he has to pay. But if you can't get to him in 30 days, then you could be You could collect money even though that's la halacha, that's how we pass in the Shukhanar Paskins. You could, because of Shalitin al-Dazbifanam, you could go after people that are not in town and take your money. As long, all the way then, we said, Rashi says, we're going to explain it over here in the Gemara. So here we are. We don't exactly understand what Rav Shimon is saying. He says, a line, calls Subasa, if she's claiming Suba, then the Yarshim, make her swear. And if she doesn't try to collect Suba, so they don't. What's going on here? Rav Shimon what is he talking about? Over here, Yirmiya. Aha. He's talking about this part of the Mishnah. If she comes and she collects when he's not there, the, the sugi that we just learned. Now she's there, she's collecting. He's not, he ran away to another country. She needs to swear. Two added two things. You have, there's two things. There's two possibilities here. Either she's trying to collect Mizaynas, support, or she's trying to collect her ksuba, let's say he's out of town and he sent a nice guy. He said, listen, I'm never coming back. Here's your get. Okay, get means ksuba. So now she's collecting ksuba. Or mezaynas. If she's trying to collect her ksuba, so in other words, Rav Shimon argues he says it's only one out of two. That if she's collecting her ksuba, then the Yarshim have the right to make her swear. Peches Ahmed Beis, and it But if she's only collecting mezaynas support, but not a ksuba, 
Ein Yorshim Mashbiin Oisa. In honor of my uncle, Rebbe Chonor Pressman, and his schos, for you're filled with mazel bracha, tzlocha, simchos, and parnas b'reva. As a schos, to continue be able to support Torah and to finish shas with Rebelli. I just want to point out, very interesting, like the little things in life, we always take for granted that when we're learning this Amun right over here, we look to the side, we see Rashi, everything's great. So just you should know that once in a while, the, they messed up in Vilna, and Rashi for this is over here, on Amun Aleph. So it can get confusing. Take for granted. Imagine every Ahmed we had like go look where Rashi is. Back. It was very confusing for me because I, I, I didn't know where to start, where to end. Where, when does it stop being an Ahmed? It was a lot, a lot. You have to go down a bunch of lines. Okay, just thought I would point it out. Take the small things for granted. I don't know how they did it. It's like it just, they didn't even have computers then and they were able to figure out exactly the Rashi from this fixed on this. Da, da, da. Okay. There's a machlag between Khanan and the sons of the Kohanim Gdoilam. Very interesting. Kohanim Gdoilam had sons and they're, they're arguing. It's not. Somebody left the country and his wife comes and says, Listen, we got to sell off some of the real estate. I need to eat. When she has, to, when she comes to collect her ksuba, then we'll make her swear one time on everything. And they said no. The sons of the kohanim. First, she makes a shvua for her mezayinus that she deserves it. She didn't take anything. She doesn't have anything. And then she swears two shvuas, one in the beginning, one in the end for her ksuba. Reb Shimon, Kichanan. Reb Shimon is going to hold like Kichanan. Rabbanan, Kivanei Kohanim, Doylem. Masculine of Sheshes. Hi, Yoshim, Ashbim, Aysa. We're the kids here. We're talking about a woman whose husband is in another country. So, there's no Yoshim. We're not talking about somebody that, uh, that their husband died. We're talking about she wants him to because her husband left. So where did the Yarshim come into this? Okay. So again, we're talking about, let's not forget what we're trying to explain here. We're trying to explain the line that Rav Shimon says in the Mishnah. If the Tevei Ksuba, if she's Tevei Ksuba, she has to swear. Not Tevei Ksuba, she doesn't swear. What is it going on? Says the Gemara, according to Rav Sheshis, it's going on something else. Remember yesterday we learned. She left the funeral. We're talking about a case where the husband says, I'm not going to ever make you swear. And then she leaves the funeral. So from that point on, the Yisoyimim, right? She went back to either her own house or she went back to the base of Via or to her father's house, and she didn't become in charge of the assets, so then there's no swear. But if she became in charge of something, after the Leviya, then they can make her swear. What? From there on out, that's the Mishnah. That we learned yesterday, that what? that they can make her swear from the funeral on, or whatever it is, whatever point that is, but after the death. That Rav Shimon says, 
If she comes and she says, I want my ksuba, so she makes a shvua, what is she going to make a shvua? That she never received the ksuba. And that she never took anything from the husband. And if you weren't here last night, the very interesting Pesachet Shuvah says, she can't swear that because every woman steals from her husband. So what she's going to swear is that she didn't steal above and beyond what a regular wife steals. Okay. You heard that, Jonathan? You heard this year last night? Okay. No. Okay. Ellie, did you hear that last night? No, you heard the ten. My wife, my wife, Alan, said 100% is correct. It is. The little stuff. The little stuff, of course. Why would they? It's, it's normal that the husbands don't care. They know. <laughs> that, that's you. You. They take the credit card, they stick a swipe here, there. They tell the wife, no, 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 I didn't shop today. Okay. So this, this is what Rav Shimon says. Depends. After this Leviah, if she comes and she asks for Ksuba, then the Yorshim have a right to be Mashbiyan and lost Lava in the future. Great. But if she, even though she's an Apitropos, but she's not collecting your Ksuba, and what happens if she doesn't collect the Ksuba? They have to be Mepharis, the whole thing. Why? Because at the end of the day, who made her an Apitropos over here? The, the husband, her. The father of the Yarshan. So if the father decides that she's the Apitropos, she's in charge of the assets, she doesn't make a shvua. Why? Because we have a machlaikis in this. This not. They both say the opposite of each other. There's a svar to this way and a svar to this way. Who decided that this individual should become an Apitropos? If it's the father whom, who appointed him, Yeshava. Why? What's the svara? Why is, this, why is the father going to this guy and asking him to be the Apitropos? Because this guy knows the father. He owes the father a ton. The father, when he was alive, did a lot for this guy. So he says, listen, I did so much for you. Do me a favor. Take care of the children. After I go, he's, he owes him a favor. She has no problem swearing. Me know Bezdin. But if Bezdin show up and say, listen, we're looking for a guy to volunteer here. We have Nebuch and the Mishpacha Yisoyim. You're going to start making this guy swear? He's, ba- he's barely doing it. He's doing a favor. So now you're going to make him make a shvot? No. Abishol Aymer, Abishol says, Punk Faker, Chilof Advar. It's the opposite. Me know Bezdin Yishava. Because if Bezdin appoints you, that gives you a lot of chashivas, it gives you gaiva, you walk around the street, you know who I am. I'm the Apitropos of the Yisoyim and Bezdin thought I was chashiv and they made me Apitropos. That itself is worth $10,000 of COVID. And for that, I'll even swear, just so I get my little COVID. But if the father decided that the person should be an Apitropos, so what does it say? Over here we're talking about the wife. Who made the wife Apitropos? The father. That's why he owes. It's just interesting to point out, as it says, that Bezin cannot appoint the wife. Why can't Bezin? Does anybody have a reason here? Why can't Bezin appoint the wife? Huh? No, there's a better reason. What do you say? 
husband That's what he was saying. Nogeh b'davar. No, there's a better reason. If the husband didn't appoint her, crazy. If the husband didn't appoint her, what is crazy? There's a better reason, says Tysus. You cannot. They never appoint a woman. She's not in the. She's not in the cards. So the only way a woman can be appointed is by the husband himself. Okay, but the bottom line is, Abishol holds, and he holds like Abishol that when the father appoints somebody, even his own wife, Lo Yishovah, there's no shvur. Rib Shimon, Kabishol, Verabanon, Kirabanon, Maskevla Bayo. So Rib Shimon is coming to be makel here. So as a bio, high calls mancha toivask subasa, so the wording is not good. Because toivask subasa is mashma, that he's more machmer. Every time she's toivask subasa. What it should say is, im toivask me boyerle. Elo marabaya, aha. I don't like this. Rib Shimon is going on something completely different. Kos of lo nedu shvoin liyolayich. Right? That whole hatar sandarim we had yesterday. If he says... I'm not going to make you swear. And then it goes on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to have my Yorshim make you swear. Not my Yorshim to you and not the people that you're selling your Ksuba to. So there's no Shvu at all. They can't make her Yarshim swear, but I remember Shusa. Oh, says Abaya. This is what Rav Shimon is saying. But also Rav Shimon Meimar calls Manchet of Ask Subasa when she is claiming her Ksuba Yarshim Ashbiyim Moisa. Then you should know that even if he stipulated and he said, you hear what's going on here? He stipulated. He said, I will never make you swear. And not only I won't make you swear, my children won't make you swear. And my children won't make your children swear. That all flies out the window if she's coming to claim her ksuba to the Yarshan. Remember last night we had this interesting name and I brought the Soifer who says that if you don't know who the father is, you should use the mother's name. This interesting name, Abashal Benima. I'm just trying to point out that we learned it even twice yesterday. The Gemara repeated itself twice. That's the machlokes we had yesterday. Now, when a person stipulates specifically, says, "I will never make you swear," yeah, there's one little caveat. If it's you're taking from the Yisayimim, that's different. Mask. Mask. Okay, you just explained if she's then from the Yisraelim she has to swear. But how do you explain the next line? On who is he arguing exactly? What does it mean? Why did he add that? But if she doesn't claim the Ksuba, then there's no... Who argues on that? So if you take a look and daf pei vav omid beis. There's a little mishnah on the top. There's two mishnahs. The small one. It says, "Hamoyshev is ishtoi chemvenis oishem mina pitrapia." If he makes his wife a storekeeper, or he made her in charge, harezim ashbia 
he can make her swear whatever he wants. He can make her swear on a little thread and a little dough. On that comes Rabbi Shimon and he says, I argue on that. You cannot make her swear. Rabbi have a wonderful day.